welcome to another episode of Pretty Social Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about being a light in a dark place. Yes, this topic actually was a suggestion to yes. us to one of our listeners. So thank you so much for that suggestion. Thank you. So I feel like you can go a lot of directions you with can. this. What do you think when you hear being a light in a dark place? So the first thing I think about, honestly, when we got the suggestion was when the Bible talks about. Um, that we are the lights, mm. you know, obviously Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, the light, everything, but like we're the light of the world and like the world is such a dark place and I think no matter what religion or lack of that someone subscribes to, I think we can all agree that there's a lot of dark, evil, bad, as well as good in the world. Yeah. So when I think of like being in a light uh, in a dark place I think of just the world and how dark it can be how depressing it can be how um it's just it's life is hard Mm -hmm. and I know for me it's like I always want to be a light so I always want to be encouraging I always want to be as kind as I can as loving as I can um I don't ever want to be in a position where I am like that person that's draining and just right, dark and yeah. just ugh, and that people feel bad when they leave me. Yeah, because it's enough darkness. I like that perspective yeah. because it really is true. Like it's an overall very broad mm-hmm. um, perspective, which is like kind of the assignment, you know, yeah. being a Christian, you know, yeah. to be that light. He called us to be the light. He called us to be the salt of the earth. Yes. And so I really like that perspective. I think the first thing that came to my mind mm-hmm. was like a person who is trying to be better mentally okay. um, emotionally and you may not have that around you mm. you may be the first person in your family to try to break from those things yeah. or you know okay. or your friends or everything or everyone around you is toxic mm-hmm. that's like the first thing that came to my yeah, mind I like that and like just trying to figure out the balance of removing yourself from uh. people but also <laughs> kind of showing them the way yeah, that's you know? hard. Mm-hmm. That is such a hard situation because I've been there before. Not so much where I felt like everyone around me was dark, but like when I would was transitioning in my early 20s from kind of being just doing whatever I wanted to do um, and trying to get myself back into church, trying to get myself back on the right track and getting away from the quote-unquote worldly stuff that I didn't want to do anymore. Um, it was hard because... At all my friends were mm. very worldly. Not that they didn't believe in yeah. Christ. Not that they didn't, you know, have a relationship of their own with him. But they were in the same position that I was trying to get out of. But mm-hmm. they were comfor- comfortable there. Mm-hmm. And that was hard because it was like, you know, how do I, if possible, maintain this friendship, this relationship with these people but still not get sucked into the things that they're doing that I no longer want to do. But also on top of that, maintain a relationship to where I can potentially, I don't want to say like change them, but maybe be a, a, like a, I guess a light Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be, you know, to take it back to the episode. But to just kind of be like a positive influence, let people know that you don't have to live in these toxic cycles. You don't have to keep doing these things that are just temporary fillers that, you know, you're not really satisfied doing. Um, And that's hard. Yeah. Because it's not not always possible. Mm -hmm. And like some of the people and some of the relationships that I had to leave behind, I feel like 
I will always care for those people. Yeah. I will always be there for those people. But because I was moving at such a different pace in a different direction than them, it's like, okay, I, if I want to be that light, if I want to, like you were saying, better yourself, mm-hmm. like, I, there's some things I have to let go. Yeah. And it is very hard because you mm-hmm. absolutely still love those people. Yes. Just because you make the decision that you want to change doesn't mean that the love that you have for those people turns off in any way, shape, or form. And it's yeah. actually, I went through the same thing with my friends, and yeah. it was very uncomfortable for me because I remember feeling like I was being judgmental, like, even mm-hmm. just to say no to certain yeah. things, you know, like, I remember somebody asked, invited me over to smoke, which I couldn't do after I had my daughter. Yeah. Because it's just the guilt, the mm-hmm. conviction that I felt. Yeah. And... I'm not saying that that's a sin. I'm not condemning anybody. It's just that's what you felt. My conviction. Yeah, that was your own. And, you know, she would be like, oh, come over and smoke. And I would be like, well, no, I can't. I got the kids. She's like, this fine. I got my kid. You know, we could. Like, and I, I'm like, how do I say, like, my, no. I don't want my daughter in that yeah. environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without trying to Without make it me. look like, like you're, high you're a horrible and... mom because who would. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not judging you, but this is a decision I'm making for me. So it was, like, very uncomfortable in the mm. beginning to say no to things I, I may not have said no to before because it yeah. gives you that automatic, like, feeling like you're being judgmental or they look at you crazy like, well, you right. wasn't too good to do it before, you know? That's, and that's a hard. So I had a situation where trying to think of how I should put this. It was a person that I used to talk to a long time ago. And they, so backstory, I think I've said this before on the the podcast, is that I gave my life to Christ at a very young age. So I've always had my own relationship with him, but I really started to do my own thing and try to be popular and, you know, fall into peer pressures when I was in high school. So I had met this person when I was in high school. So they knew me. They met me in a different light. Like, mm-hmm, they met mm-hmm. me doing things that I stopped doing And they on. didn't know the Gabby before. Yes. And even though that, Oof. even though the Gabby before, there was still glimmer, like, there was still, like, a, a portion of her there. Mm-hmm. It was, I was just suppressing her so mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't see that part of me as much. Because I was, I, I think I said in one of the episodes, I don't know if it's dropped yet or not, but, like, the church girl is not always like a, a desirable thing oftentimes yeah, in yeah. society like oh you're a goody two-shoes type thing so it, it was like i tried to suppress that so this person met me doing things and carrying myself in a different way and talking in a different way and when i decided that i wanted to move back to who i felt like i was at my core mm-hmm. to be a better person in my own mind and in my own respect of what i thought morally and with my values, was a good person. I had to give up a lot of those things. And that person, when they see me doing that stuff, it was almost like, I almost felt like they were trying to like reel me back in or hold me back from mm-hmm. getting there. Because mm-hmm. they would throw things in my face like, well, you used to, be- back in the day, you used to whatever. Or, oh, stop trying to act like that. Stop trying to put on a front and act like you're this, this, and that. And I'm like, if you only knew... Like, if you only really knew that all that stuff that you met me in was really the front. Like, that yeah, was the really that the front. that was the fake Gabby. Like, that was, <laughs> that was really the fake Gabby. That in. was the Gabby who was always so anxious of getting caught doing the wrong things. Always getting anxious getting caught um, sneaking out or smoking or drinking um, underage. Mm. Just all that stuff. Like, that was not, like, the true, like, Gabby at her core. Like, mm. so you really met a facade. And now I'm trying to get back to who I am. But you don't like it because you're still in that same spot as well. Mm-hmm. and 
I, I think growth makes people uncomfortable when they're not trying to grow too. Like one thousand percent. When they see other people making moves and growing and changing and becoming more whole and becoming more happy and more at peace, and they're still stuck in their place for whatever reason. Everyone mm-hmm. has their own reason. Like they get uneasy. And then they sometimes can be manipulative and try to get you back to where you are or try to break you and see, oh, that, yeah, that that's still in you. Yeah, and they will use many different tactics to mm-hmm. try and do it. Like you have the people who will try and convince you that there's nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. or they'll try to guilt you and or they'll mm-hmm. start calling you fake because you, you know what I mean, different yeah. tactics. But somebody said to me a long time ago that it's because you're a mirror. Mm-hmm. Like when you start saying yeah. like, Hey, it could be the smallest thing. You know what I mean? Like, we go out to dinner and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, let's order drinks. And you like, oh, I'm not really drinking alcohol anymore. Yeah. I can do multiple things with that information. Mm-hmm. I can now look at myself and be like, dang, you know, mm-hmm. feel some type of way about why I'm still drinking and why I haven't quit and why I haven't cut back in. Oh, you don't need to quit. It ain't even that serious. You know, whatever. It's yeah. like, we yeah. need to learn how to just... Let people be. Yeah. Hearing you talk <laughs> exactly. about that with that with that uh, high school friend uh-huh. really made me think about how we worry so much about it. We have expectations for people. Oh, for you know sure. what I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. you really don't know. You really don't know where I came from. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I went through. You don't know where I am currently in life. I may, you have literally may have met me at a time where I'm going through the worst depression of my life. Yes. It's, I got an interesting story, too, um, that has to do with that. So I know two sisters. Mm-hmm. I met one of them at one job. I was happy. I was, like, kind of newly married. I was a deaconess. I was in church. I was good. Yeah. And she ended up coming to church with me. She actually ended up telling me, like, I want to get closer to God. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, it was really good. And then years later, I ended up at another job. And I happened to end up working with her sister. Mm -hmm. And I was very depressed. Mm -hmm. I was doing things that were not like me. You Mm -hmm. know, I was not happy at all. And they somehow figured out together that they both knew me. And then she told me. She was like, yeah, I met. My sister told me that she met you. Y'all used to work together. And she was telling me that you just like this woman of God and you live for Christ. And I was telling her, nah, she a regular girl. And I was like... And I couldn't even argue it because I yeah. didn't have that same fire at this job that I had before when I, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's I like, mean, we go through seasons. We go through seasons, but you don't know what a person's season is. So you can't mm-hmm. say like, no, she not. You know what I'm saying? Right. You met me in one stage of my life. She yeah. met me in another. And there yeah. may not be a way to determine which one was really me, but just consider the fact that you can't tell a person, you know what I mean, who they are based off no. your expectation from whatever no. you've seen, you know? And I feel like to being a light... Um, I know that I, I took it to the Bible, but I feel like just in human kind, like I feel like we just should be good, nice people. Like I, 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 no matter what your value is, no matter what your morals are, no matter what you believe in, I don't understand why, and, and, and I'm not saying I don't understand why people can be miserable things like that like I, I i get things go on in people's lives i get people live hard lives i'm not trying to act like oh everything's great everything's perfect right. you should be super happy all the time but i feel like we should all no matter what and easier said than done be striving to be better 
be striving to be kind people you know I don't think it takes a lot me personally I don't think it takes a lot to just be nice to a person and if you're not like if the old saying if you have nothing nice to say don't say anything at all like if that's the place where you have to be in because something in your life is going on that's just too much for you to take like I would rather I don't like to say people should isolate but sometimes you gotta be by yourself like when I was in that situation with those friends and I was going into my early 20s and I was trying to get back in I I dropped my friends like I had no friends for a long time and I had to be by myself and yes it was lonely but in that process of being by myself and growing and getting closer to God and becoming more of who Gabby is like I was doing so much Mm self-work and becoming more aware of who I was Mm. and and what I want out of life and and just the woman that I want to be and in that I feel like when you do that work you just naturally become a better person Mm -hmm. in some sort of regard but it's like my biggest issue is just people can be so mean and so hard on each other Mm -hmm. and that is one of the reasons in my mind that I feel like this is such a dark world is that Mm -hmm. we just lack love we lack forgiveness we lack giving people grace and Mm -hmm. understanding that we are just human and we mess up and that's not to justify uh, people's mistakes or poor choices Mm -hmm. but it's to understand like hey okay that's another living human being who has emotions who has experiences and who go through things and Mm -hmm. who aren't perfect and let me still treat that person as kindly as I can and if I cannot then I just need to remove myself and not say anything to that Mm -hmm. person so it's like I feel like we can all be a light in our own regard yeah but you have to do something internally like you have to make that up in your mind and you have to internally do work for you to get to that place yeah it takes a lot of work because like you said we lack love Mm -hmm. we lack affection I just had a counseling session recently and we talked a lot about active listening Mm -hmm. and it just had me thinking so much when I left about how like how different the world would be if we just had somebody to listen to us like you think about like kids who act out in school and Mm -hmm. you think about how some people when they finally get the attention that they've been missing all their life they go crazy you know what I mean they don't know how to handle it and I'm like how different would would things be if we had somebody to actually just sit there Mm -hmm. and listen Mm -hmm. and ask us how we felt like I, I talked I was telling my husband how like I had so many things that happened in my childhood that I did not understand like things that should have been explained to me that I was genuinely confused about who I even am you know what I mean because of the way things transpire in my early years Mm -hmm. and I'm like nobody sat me down and talked to me about that you know and so it can it it has effects on you when you get older and it is it may be harder for you to listen to other people when you never had anybody to listen to you Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's like we just lack that empathy and and 
it we don't even mean to sometimes no, i think no i mean again it goes back to our human nature mm-hmm. like we're imperfect yeah and it's hard because it's like we say we want that but we we fight against ourselves that's why it's good like you said to take that time mm-hmm. to be by yourself because you can't be a light unless you get get you got to get the darkness out of yourself you, you know what i mean to. like and it was good you that you sat to. down and you took some time to yeah. yourself because i didn't you know yeah. i jumped out of one and jumped into other mm-hmm. friendships literally like yeah. i was always like desperate for friends yeah you know <laughs> i feel like how like some women are with men like oh i need a man oh, like i've i've kind of been like with, with like with that with friends yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like i ever truly experienced that with men and I, probably because i got married so young who knows yeah. what it would be like if i was out here now thank the lord i'm not because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's crazy out there like i'll be praying for my single sisters but um <laughs> but i was like that with friends yeah. i was always like thirsty to be friends with people based off sometimes the right things sometimes the wrong things mm. Um, but I came to like being desperate for friends who I thought were doing the same things as me, but okay. that didn't mean anything about their heart. You know what I'm saying? No, like you don't get to know their heart and stuff like that. So I wish I would have taken that time and I ended mm-hmm. up having to, I was forced into, you know, taking that time to go to counseling and yeah. learn myself more and learn how to be, you know, better for myself. Yeah. And I think that like taking it back to what I said about like, um, trying to be the light around other people. Like, how do you know when, like, I, I feel like it's like a, a balance. Like, mm-hmm. who's pulling who? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, am I pulling them to the light or are they pulling me into the darkness? Yes. And how do you know when you need to let it go? How do you know when you need to stop trying? Like, how do you know? I think it's so dependent on the situation and what it is. So, like, going back to my position was I knew that they weren't going to be pulled as easily towards my direction as they would have been able to pull me towards their direction Mm. because it was so many of them Mm. we grew up we hang out we know each other and it was so many of them doing the same things and it was just me on an island Mm -hmm. and it's hard not impossible but it's hard to pull everyone over mm-hmm. to the island Very hard. it's like it's like if you were on an island you threw a lifesaver out and for a boat and you're like okay now hold on to this while you're in the boat and does everyone come yeah. on over that's again not impossible but it's hard and when i realized that like it didn't seem like the interest was there to know why I was growing a different way or why I was changing Mm. like the interest wasn't there or at least it wasn't expressed and that's when I knew okay well not cut off but distance you know Mm -hmm. okay let me distance myself um and see you know where that goes yeah and once I distanced myself and realized um like I said it's just like people have seasons in your life and the people who I've had to distance myself from or completely cut relations off with doesn't mean that I hate these people. It doesn't mean right. that I look down on these people. It doesn't mean I don't have love for them or I don't care for them or I wouldn't be there for them if they needed me. But it just means that we are in two different places. Mm-hmm. And I think that is absolutely okay to grow and say this relationship, it's just not serving. It's either not serving one of us or it's not serving both of us and in that i can still from a distance 
be in connection with you to a degree. I mean, mm-hmm. social media is a huge way to yeah. be connected to people who you may not talk to anymore. Mm-hmm. And they can still see your light through that. Yeah. They can still see yeah, absolutely. what, and I, I again, I'm only going to use my example, what God has done in my life and what he is doing in my life. And, you know, I've had so many people who has known me in my 20s and who see me now and people who I'm not like close with just I've known and maybe like acquaintances and hung out with here and there but who just through social media or just what I say or just on the podcast um have reached out to me and be like wow God has done a lot for you like wow God I, like I, I love your testimony and, and how you're so much more peace as you was or mm-hmm. now you're happier than you were and it's like you can still be a light in that regard and mm-hmm. not have to be close-knit and I think yeah. that's what people get confused about is I think people get hung up on like I can't lose this friendship I can't lose this relationship I can't mm-hmm. lose this person and not to say that if it's worth it and God has put it on your heart to fight for it fight for it but you know you have to also understand that you can't be you should not be held back Mm -hmm. you should not be held back so I think it's different in every regard um the hard part is well there's many hard parts but for me the hard part is wanting like my desire for wanting everyone to just be happy and be at peace and not seeing it and in my mind I struggle with why don't you just listen to my advice why don't you just like of course I'm not gonna say that to them but in right. my mind I'm like struggling because it's like I'm trying, I'm trying to, to help you yes I'm trying to help you and you know I know that not everyone wants to talk to actually get help some people just want to talk to events mm-hmm. but as someone who when I care about someone it's like if I know you're going through troubles um, if you're in something toxic it's like I want to be able to give you as much advice as I can to help you in that regard, especially if I've been there before. Mm -hmm. If I'm like, listen, I've been there. I know what that's like. Like, here, this is... And you still don't listen and you still want to... My thing is, like, you don't listen and then every time I talk to you or see you, it's the same cycle over. And, and again, I get... (laughs) It's easier said than done. I've been in a certain situation where it was so hard for me to break away from that. It felt like it was bondage. And I get it. I get that that can be hard. But also in that situation, for me, I was very quiet about my struggle. And no one knew about my struggle. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't have anyone to pour into me in regards to that specific struggle. But when you have people who can pour into, have people who can support you, who can give you positive um, direction and wisdom and guidance, like, take heed to that. Mm -hmm. Because they're only trying to help you. I feel like... The way to become a light for anyone is you really have to find peace. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to have peace in every aspect of your life and it's just perfect and, like, mm-hmm. everything's rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. But, like, I feel like you have to have peace. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you be a light and encouragement and happy if you're not at peace with yourself? Yeah. Yep, and that, that's where the work comes in. You have mm-hmm. to do that work first because it is very, it can be draining yeah. trying to help people, especially when they don't yeah. listen. But I think one thing that I've learned is like, 
like I said before on the podcast, like mm-hmm. you plant the seed and allow God to bring the yeah. increase. Like we cannot stress ourselves out no. trying to change people because we don't have the we simply don't have we the don't. power to. We and when yeah, it, that's what it boils down to. We get frustrated because people don't listen to our advice or we keep telling them, but we simply don't have the power to. All we have yeah. the power to is to speak it to them. Yeah. You know, share the wisdom that we've gained, share the experience that we've gained, and if they choose to take it, they choose to yeah. take it. You know, but I think that what it comes down to is some people just really don't want the change you know I I realize one thing and I'm gonna try to articulate this because I feel like I can't fully articulate it but I think that some people who talked about Christ with me I didn't realize that they were only talking about Christ because they were talking to me you know what I mean Uh, like yeah yeah, like I live for Christ Mm -hmm. even guys that I would try to talk to before I met my husband listen it's a guy thing man (laughs) they like now we in debates about like Jesus was just a great man but he wasn't the son of God and like you don't even literally think about the Bible ever you're you're literally just having this conversation because it's with me because it's with me and you see I have Jesus all over my page you know and it would be like that even with with women too like oh I'm trying to get myself together but it's like you're you I'm and it's a good thing because obviously you feel like I'm the person who you want to talk to about that but I can't this can't be the only place that this happens if you truly want that change and then they'll go back out and do whatever they do so I can't allow myself to become stressed because when I seen you again next week you was doing the same old thing you was having the same old issue Mm -hmm. you know what I mean because you have to make that decision it's just like if I go to the gym you know Mm -hmm. it's only so much a trainer can do for me in the gym I have to now make the decisions outside of the gym of what I'm going to eat there's only so much another person can do so it's about not getting that that frustration and also knowing when and how it's affecting you I think that's Mm. for me another way of knowing like when because it's like how is it affecting me? Yeah. I shouldn't be feeling drained and frustrated and disappointed every time we speak or like yes. it's just tearing me down because I keep telling you the same thing over and over mm-hmm. or whatever like that. Like if I can just give you the advice, yeah, you know, and if you take it, I'm going to tell you to God be the glory. That's yeah. awesome. If you don't take it and you keep ending back up in the cycles. I may say, like, and I'm not afraid of saying I told you so. I love yeah. a good I told you so. I'm going to say I told you so because you need really? to. Man, what? Because I'm so afraid to say I told you so. Because I'm afraid of saying it, even though in my <laughs> mind I'm thinking it all day long. Like, I didn't tell you. I literally you. told you. And I will say it because I want you to know next time. Because my hope is that next time when I give you some advice, you'll listen. Because you see that the last time I gave you advice and you didn't listen, this is what happened. So yeah. maybe if I tell you, like, you remember in January, I said, <laughs> if you went over that man's house, you was going to end up, the, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, right, any right. example. But, you know, I just hope that they would take heed the next time. But yeah. what I'm not going to do is let it impact me now. You know, mm. I'm not going to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to phone calls about your drama that you in, that we that many people have told no. you not to do this. Right. Stop doing that. Go away from that. And you keep doing it. And your actions are impacting everybody around you mm-hmm. that's when I have to set a boundary yes that's when I have to sure. put my foot down because you get too invested if I think of an example of somebody a financial somebody who's trying to help you financially yes say they say well I'll help you yeah I'll help you um but they sit down with you they have these meetings they go over finances they come up with a budget with you and that same weekend they see you got a section and you popping bottles yeah it's gonna be like the first time it's gonna be like what's up like why would you do that that wasn't the plan yeah i know i messed up we're gonna do it again i'm not gonna keep spending hours with you 
I'm not going to no. keep giving you my time yeah. week after week, and you're literally throwing it away. Now, if you're paying me to do it, I may do it. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Because, like, whatever. Right. But if I'm just taking my time to invest in you, mm-hmm. and even with money sometimes, it can be stressful, especially if you really care about what you do, you mm, know. Sure. It's got to be frustrating to feel like you're trying to help somebody. I think about that with trainers all the time. Like, mm-hmm. they pour their heart and soul into helping you lose weight, and then we just go home and eat whatever we want right. to eat. Like, it got to be a really hard job to have to For continue sure. to watch people not listen to you but that's when you have to have you can't let that stuff stress you out you have to have find the peace in like I did my part I did my part and maybe we can still hang out Mm -hmm. and we can still talk about other things and but if we can't and it's just draining me that's something I have to let go of but that's not the end of my life I'll right. still be a light right, right, from right. afar. You know, yes. I have family members who I barely talk to. I see them at family mm-hmm. gatherings and events, and they may tell me, like, you know, I think that what you're doing is so great, or like, yes. or just want to yep. have conversations yep. with me about God. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they see in that light. You never light. know, you never know who, who you're you impacting. You never know. And that's why it's so important to maintain that light because it can be discouraging sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go through seasons where you're discouraged. And I'm trying to think of if I'm not, I think it was Jeremiah, if I'm not mistaken, who was prophesying, 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 prophesying. People did not want to listen to him. And he was just like, why am I still here doing this? Like, these people ain't listening to me. But God was like, no, you continue to do what I've called you to do. And that's how we need to be. It's like, it can be discouraging sometimes when you feel like, I'm pouring into people, I'm encouraging people, I'm loving people, I'm trying to give them the best mm. advice I can, I'm, I'm just trying to be a good example to people around me, and it just seems like no one cares, or no one sees it, or no one's listening, and it's just like, that being that light in that dark place, it's just so much darkness around, and mm-hmm. it's just like, well, dang, do I just need to throw in the towel and be dark too? Like- I was about to ask you that, I was going to ask, like, do you ever have a moment, or you have you ever had moments yes. where you just like... Everybody else doing it and they fine. Like, what am I over here trying to do the right thing for? And and, uh, again, I keep taking it to the Bible. So if you don't believe in the Bible, like, just put get out of here. Well, no, no, don't get out of here. Be a light, Nikki. Be a light. Just kidding. Just kidding. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome here. No, I was gonna say just input whatever you can input, like that would sound the same to this. But um, it was David who had said um, I had almost I had almost slipped and fallen looking at like the things that the like sinners of the world I, I, I'm just paraphrasing that mm-hmm. the things that the people of the world had and what mm-hmm. they were going like he was seeing all these sinners, pagans, non-believers living life and enjoying life and getting all the things that they want and David was like I almost slipped and fell because I was looking at them and almost envying them like mm-hmm. why do they get all that stuff and here I am struggling and it's like I'm watching all these people and, this, and I'm saying this for me it's like I've watched so many people who I'm like I don't necessarily know everyone's position in what they believe or um, what their relationship with God is like or lack thereof but I see so many people who live what I would consider very worldly mm-hmm. and they are just living it up they have the houses and the cars and the like six-figure jobs and they're traveling everywhere and they have everything that a person could desire and I'm like well God 
I've been sitting here for 10 years waiting for one thing to happen. And I'm like, and me, my conversations with God, I mean, obviously I reverence God, but I'm also someone who was like, God is my father. I am his child. Any single thought or feeling that I experience, he knows it. I cannot hide any of my feelings. I cannot hide any of my thoughts from God. Mm -hmm. So I'm very real. I'm very honest and upfront with him. And I'll say, God, you know what I'm thinking right now. You know how I'm feeling right now. And you know why I'm fed up. And I need you to help me. I need you to to show up somehow, some way. Because I feel like I just want to go out here and do what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, why not? Women out here you know in in certain cities and whatnot you know stripping or doing only fans and making buku bucks why am i sitting at this nine to five job waiting for a raise that i've been asked for for weeks ago and they didn't give it to me and i've been at this job for 10 years like it's just like little things that you get frustrated and it's like why am i doing this for what Mm -hmm. but then every single moment i think what god does is he just takes a step back from me he lets me vent and get it all out Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay. It's almost like a kid with a temper tantrum. <laughs> mm-hmm. They throw a fit when they don't get their way or when they when something happens that they don't like. They throw their fit and then once it's all over, everything's back to normal yeah. again. And that's you almost how it, it is. Out. Yes, it's like, it's just like I have to vent, let it out, get all my frustrations out. And guys like, mm-hmm, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you're not going to do that. Um, so why are you even contemplating it? We, we both know you're not doing that. We know you're just speaking from a place of frustration. So go ahead and get it all out. Mm-hmm. And then when I get it all out, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right, God. I don't yeah. want to do that. I don't want to do that. But I, that doesn't mean that in moments I don't get that urge. of mm-hmm. like, everyone else is doing it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I agree. I think that I, I've, I've had those moments too mm-hmm. of looking at like all these people I really used to think about celebrities, like, mm-hmm. how they push these crazy agendas and, like, overly sexualized and oh, everything, but they are blessed with these amazing careers and all this money. And I think my husband said to me, like, the devil gives gifts, too. Yes. And I was oh, like, yes. that is so true, because yes. we do forget that we have a great adversary. I don't know mm-hmm. why we think that we can defeat him without God, because we... <laughs> He's a great adversary for a reason. He right. is who he is for a reason. He's not yeah. just Joe Schmo from the South Side with a bad Schmo. attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, we not scared of Joe Schmo. No. And we're not scared of the adversary, but that's because we have Christ that lives within yes. us. You know what I mean? Yes. But he is a very powerful and great adversary who mm-hmm. can give gifts. You know, he yeah. can do things to us with God's permission, you know. And, and then if you're living outside of the will of God and mm-hmm. you're living for him, you know what I'm saying? You have no protection. No, and it's so ahead. easy to be tricked, you know know and to um look at those things but it's like when you think about like the treasures that really matter you know about the treasures that you truly want to store up and not like the worldly treasures Mm -hmm. it's like that stuff is nothing will perish it's like the bible those things are perishing literally sorry and uh, again life is too short and I, i really just think about how like okay I worked so hard. I worked my fingers to the bone, and now I got a two hundred million dollar home. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. I worked my whole life for a house. Right. That's what all my days was about—a house, a freaking vacation home. You know, you and maybe to some people to that is for a two hundred thousand dollar watch. Maybe to some people that is worth spending a lifetime grinding for. For yeah. me, it's not. Yeah. It's gonna be about 
how I impacted people on this earth. It's going to be about Mm -hmm. the legacy that I'm leaving behind me. It's going to be about, did I live and serve God? Did I do, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why, like, those are some things I want to work on even more as far as being a light. You know, I get so inspired by people. Uh, I follow a couple people on uh, TikTok and I just watch them bless people. Yeah. You know, some, and a lot of them don't even show the faces. Of course, I I really like when they don't. Um, like I just, I follow somebody who checks on his elderly neighbor who lives alone and doesn't have family. He literally comes over there, takes care of her cats, brings her groceries, puts them away for her. You know, little stuff like that. It's just like, it's not, you know, oh, I got a big chain and a, a fancy car and a house and stuff like that. But it's like, who freaking cares? It's like the impact that you have on people. And that's why, like, I don't really have those moments as much anymore. Yeah. You know, because I'm just like, I don't really desire what y'all have. Because right. a lot of those people still be miserable. They still Not are Not all, miserable. but a lot of no, them are still miserable. Are. A lot of them are. And one of the other hard parts of being a light in the dark place, and, and I can only speak this from like a Christian point of view in today's society is I feel like being a light in the godly regard um I feel like the world and the world has always been against God like we are in the world but we're not of the world um because of sin so but right now in this time I feel like whatever is evil is called good and whatever is good is called evil mm-hmm. and when it's like everyone in the world is allowed to have opinions or allowed to speak up except for Christians you know if a Christian says well I don't agree with that they're like oh you have a cra- you you this you that you religious crazy person mm-hmm. um but if someone else says something even to the same regard but maybe they're not a christian it's like oh that's so kind and loving of you or like this and it's just like that's also hard because it's hard not in the sense that you can't it's discouraging mm-hmm. is what i should say because it's like you want to be able to speak god's word you want to be able to impact people um but the world is so against us. And it's like, be quiet. Don't mm-hmm. talk about God. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about Jesus. I mean, I, I listen to interviews sometimes. And there's someone will be calling in. They'll be talking about God. And then the, the phone will conveniently cut off. And I'm like, I know what y'all was doing. Y'all was trying to cut them off because they are talking about God. It's like, the world doesn't want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. So then the struggle that I sometimes find myself in is like, okay... Not not how do I not talk about God, but how can I win people over or mm-hmm. be a light to people without becoming too religious, mm. you know? How do I show people? Because Jesus, although he, when he was here on this earth, he did talk about God. He did talk about the word. Mm-hmm. He also was just chilling at people's houses like literally he was also just a real cool laid-back guy coming over and hanging out with them and knowing that these people were you know considered sinners and considered pagans and you know looked at um looked down upon by the religious leaders and he was like i'm gonna come over to your house and have dinner tonight like just a cool dude and, and like, let people, you just sit at his feet yes. you know like it's not just, what we think it is yes, all the time yes i love that point because 
what is it what it looks like to be a light yes. you know and i think that some people get it misconstrued and no shade to anybody that does this mm-hmm. but there's more than one way like yes. you don't have to walk around with a jesus piece no. and a blessed t-shirt and no. i love god you know because some of that stuff can honestly be very gimmicky it can and be. it can be very fake yes you know what yeah. does it mean to be a light what does it really mean like how do you make people feel like yeah. truly how do you impact people what are you doing um, behind closed doors yeah. you know what I mean do you like you have people who will go to church no tea no shade okay I think we all know this if you haven't been to church we you probably experienced this. it <laughs> but you have people who serve in the church probably seven days a week yeah. you know what I mean and they still do whatever they want to do they ain't out here evangelizing they not doing outreach they're not in nobody's soup kitchen they not doing nothing yeah. you know what i'm saying they're not actually out here helping people it's the same type of people who you will see them um ignore somebody in need drive yeah. past the homeless all the time you know what i mean or or any whatever you want to put in that yeah. would be considered doing some good works but they at i'm at sunday school i'm at bible study mm-hmm. i'm at this i'm at that i'm in six ministries and then not only that sorry y'all we y'all see we outside so just yeah. ignore the dogs, <laughs> ignore the dogs. um <laughs> But not only that, but people like that, this is what drives me crazy. People like that get praised in the church. They get high, highly honored. They always get all the accolades. They get all the recognition because they on the pastor's A board, because they on the deacon board, because they in the treasurer, because they in the choir. Like, But it's like... How are you helping the young children in the church to come yeah. up? It drives me crazy to see in the church that you can have people in the church literally still struggling. Yeah. Like, how are we not helping you? Nobody yeah. in here. This is supposed to be a community. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be coming together, putting our resources together. There's no reason why a single mom is struggling to get food. Yeah. There's no reason why a young couple is struggling with transportation. There's no reason why, you know, all these things. I think that as a community, we need to come together and bring our resources together and help people. And that's how you are a light. Being a light is not just having a really bougie pastoral anniversary. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's about doing the work we not even helping our own community we're not even helping people within these four walls you know what i'm saying so that's that is not being a light you can still serve in the church all day and be a light but that's not the only way you know what i mean there you have to you have to do more you know what i mean than just the 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 appearances i guess is what i'm trying to say and it makes me think of you know talking about the church and the appearance it makes me think about the pharisees and how they had this appearance of being very uh godly being very like you know they had their their whatever their garbs you know their robes and their whatever jewels and and headwear and things that showed that set them apart to show that they are in the status and how so many of them were lacking all the things that they needed to really be a Christ follower, to really love God. It was really just about the looks of it. It was really mm-hmm. about the, and 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 looked down on so many people. I mean, Jesus himself, it was like, crucify him. Mm-hmm. Like, let's stone him, let's kill him now. Like, persecuted so many people who really truly lived for God because they looked differently mm-hmm. or because they knew of their past and they knew, mm-hmm. like, Paul, when he was Saul before he converted, um, said he is the chief sinner of all sinners. He was persecuting everyone. He was like, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. And then when he had that direct um, 
impact with uh, by God of mm-hmm. like sending this vision of like, hey, like what you doing? Like you doing the wrong thing. Yeah. That's when he turned, and um, it makes me think about um, the song. I-, I can guarantee you, no one's gonna know who this person is. Uh, but there's a there was a singer. He was a Christian singer. His name's Keith uh, Green, and he was really popular. I want to say like in the '70s. He died, I think, like in the '80s, like a plane crash or something like that. But mm. he had made this song, and I don't know the actual title of the song, but basically he was talking about how the church is asleep in the light, and thinking about this is like we talk about being the light, and we talk about being the light of the world, and we talk about you know how. Christians, that's what we are called to be is a light. And how so many people who are in the church are really asleep in the light, Mm -hmm. meaning that they go through all the steps and the processes and they have the look of it, Mm -hmm. but they don't actually produce the fruit of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like they are a tree, but what fruit are you producing if any Jesus even looked at the fig tree and was like oh you don't have no fruit you will never produce fruit again and that tree shriveled up and didn't have any fruit ever again and it's like you can play the part Mm -hmm. you can go to the church you can say god bless you um i think the verse or one of the verses in the song was like god bless you be at peace like and these people are struggling all we're gonna say is oh it's gonna be okay honey Mm -hmm. oh god's gonna work it out honey it's okay instead of actually being that help being that you gotta get in the trenches with them sometimes you have to and it's like we can't just have the look And, and again this goes even outside of Christianity you can't just play the part outside mm-hmm. and be like oh I'm a nice sweet person and then behind closed doors be bitter and nasty, nasty and mean and just ugly you can't do yeah. that and really make a huge impact no and we have to be very careful like we have to be very careful when when, when new people come to the church and this, the thing that's scary to me is like myself, when I came back to Christ, it's like we're coming in a very dark, lonely, mm-hmm. miserable, naive state. Yeah. We're coming to seek help. Yeah. It's like if you go to the hospital because you got a broken knee and then mm-hmm. they do all the wrong things. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like we're coming to the church very delicate, um, very fragile. Yes. And we, like a baby bird, we're yes. looking for somebody to pick us up mm-hmm. and, and help us and guide us. And sometimes we go through all the processes, the classes, mm-hmm. all the requirements. They slap you up in a ministry and now mm-hmm. you're fixed. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? And you and I swear I felt like I did a lot of programming when I got to church and mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of deprogramming when I left certain churches too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because oh, they, yeah. they kind of give you what they feel and what they think. And it's not necessarily... What I feel like, which is the basics, which is your relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. I personally, in my opinion, and I don't know no good. I'm not no bishop, nothing. I ain't been to pre- preacher school. But my personal opinion, I don't think we should put people in ministry right away. Mm-hmm. Unless that's something they express or they need. Some people literally need that to keep them away from the world yeah. that they in outside of it. But I think we should just focus on you getting to know Christ. Just get to know him for who he is. Learn how to study his word. Mm -hmm. Learn how to enjoy his word. Learn how to enjoy time with him. Like, I think those should be the very basics. 
before. Let him lead you. Tell yeah. me how your communication is going so we can figure out where he wants to place you. Yeah. But I don't think we do that. I think we do where well, you yeah. got to sign up for this class. You got to get this certificate. Have you been baptized? What, you know, it's yeah. like, I just feel like it's too much too soon. Yeah. And it can be very damaging to, like I said, someone who's very new, very naive. And, yeah. and because we're looking for that community and we're looking for that love and we're looking for those things that we don't have, we just want to do it. Yeah. We just like, yeah. here I am, Lord, take me. Whatever y'all ministry, y'all tell me to join, I just want to. And we do. We flood them with love. We love bomb them in, in the church. And we make them feel like, you finally in the right place. This is where everyone loves you. This is where you're finally doing what God yeah. called you to do. So you're willing to do whatever they tell you to do yeah. because you think you finally getting it right. Yeah. And some of us wake up from it. Some of us don't. Mm, that's so true man i feel like we could just like you said this could go into so many different routes it could this was a good topic we could like have made this a whole series in different ways Mm. but for time purposes yes we're gonna cut we're gonna close it up (laughs) um so really the whole gist is don't be discouraged be a light be kind be Mm -hmm. loving find peace if if not for anyone for yourself for yourself and you know for those who believe in God, like ask God. He's going to give you that wisdom. He's going to give you that discernment. He's going to give you that strength. Um, but just let's just be kind. Mm-hmm. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> Look at us. There we go. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Everything will be linked down below. Don't forget to hit us up. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what does it mean and what does it look like to you to be the light in darkness. All right. Bye. See you later.